The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio show here on Red State Talk Radio and Missouri Liberty Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at sonsoflibertymedia.com. And for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the living, uh, the living, <laughs> you want to watch the face that's made for radio. <laughs> oh my goodness, where am I at this morning? I was putting together a lot of stuff, made this little collage picture and everything. Yeah. So I was in a little bit of a rush this morning. Anyway. You want to watch the video portion of the radio show, and that means you can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to sonslibertymedia.com. There you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> the one on the left is Bradley's show from yesterday. You can catch that up until 3 o'clock. So if you missed it and you want to do that, you can uh, you can do that. And then on the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up whatever device you've got, and then look for the rumble icon, bottom right-hand corner. And uh, click on that. You can join us in the chat over on Rumble. We've got a lot of friends over there. Good morning, good guys. Good to see you over there as well. And then while you're there, please subscribe to the channel, uh, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Okay. Uh, that is the channel we're streaming to on Rumble. Also, before it's news.com, top of the page there, we are over on there. And we appreciate Michael Roach and his team giving us a spot for the, both the morning show and the afternoon show. So you can catch them there. You know, if you if you don't go to Sons of Liberty Media, if you don't go to Rumble, um, you can catch them there. All right. Um, and then finally, while you're over at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, please sign up for our email newsletter. You get that once a day. It's got all the articles we have uh, for the day from SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, including the morning show archive. Uh, so be sure to sign up for that. Uh, again, we are heavily censored, like so many are, uh, who are exposing, you know, what's going on about different things. We're we're heavily censored so that's a good way you can get it if not there is also when you go to sonsoflibertymedia.com you'll see a little thing that may pop up in your upper left hand screen i'm thinking that's where it is and it asks if you want to be notified if you'd rather not get an email but you'd rather be notified uh and this is something you control on your end by the way you can click yes uh and what will happen is when we post a new article you'll just get a little thing that pops up in the bottom corner 
that says this was posted. You'll get a picture and a title and you can click on it and you watch it or you can just close it, whatever you want to do. Uh, and you control that on your end. Once you sign up for it, it's in your browser that's done. You don't have to contact us for that. If you want to do that rather than have the email, but uh, the email is more consistent. Um, one of those a day instead of you know several notifications throughout the day. So just so you guys know, that's that's a way that we're continuing to push out some of the things that we're doing. All right. Now, with that said, if you'd like to call in, comment, or question, you can do so. 803-619-9855. Please stay on the topic. Um, and that topic's going to range a little bit today. The latest on Sandy Hook, election interference, CBDCs, and a very, very evil man. And that's in quotes. Okay. I noticed you guys come into the video platforms. You see very, very evil man is in quotes. I didn't say it. Somebody else did. Okay. Um, so we're going to look at some of that. And, you know, in the midst of this, I want you to see all of the stuff that's that's taking place. Again, it, you can go to the scriptures. You can see all of this is, I mean, you can just go right down the line. You can see, especially in Deuteronomy 28, Leviticus 26, you can see the judgments of God are upon us. We're not waiting on them. They are upon us. And um, again, I'm hopeful that we can use this information to call men and women, boys and girls, to repentance and to real faith in Jesus Christ, not this thing that you tack on as some kind of get out of hell free card, uh, but as one that you want to worship and adore and to obey and to love, even as he has loved uh, those he has saved and redeemed through his son, the Lord Jesus. So let's get this started here. I found this interesting the other day. Uh, came across a video where a guy had pulled the Sandy Hook Heroes list. I uh, don't know if you guys have seen this, but you guys on the um, on the radio, you'll be able to hear what the guy is doing, and he's just showing you a screenshot of what he's finding. And he finds a Heroes list from Sandy Hook. These are all you know, cops and ambulance people and firefighters and other people who are allegedly you know, there and everything. And, um, well, let me just bring okay, this up. Here. Let me just bring this up here. And uh, so that you guys can see it. And also, so you guys can hear it on the radio, but he's going to, he's going to just show you the list that he's got here from the Sandy hook, uh, heroes list. And in fact, he says they were awarded for their heroic actions during Sandy hook. And yet he found out these last names, these, and some of them are, I would think, pretty rare names. Some of them do not sound like common names that you would hear, their last names. Found out they were winners of the lottery. Within the past few months, most of them, one of them up to about two years, I think. But they were winners of the lottery. Check out this guy's little report on what he discovered. Here's our list. We got a whole bunch of troopers, sergeants, detectives, FBI detectives, and you scroll down the list, and we get down to the civilian and law enforcement support. And I saw these names here, so I decided to look up the names to see what they did: Boudreaux, Matson, Vallow, Lundquist, Varney, Wright, Zito, Rosa. The same last names on several of these people have all won the lottery in the last two years. Except for the Lundquists, which won $4 million back in 1998. But we have Barney's, Boudreaux, Plored, Wright, all winning lottery. Once I got to the third or fourth person with the same matching last name, I said, God, you know, Plored is not exactly a common last name. 
Is Douglas Plord related to Christine Plord? Roe is not exactly a common last name. Come up and win Connecticut Lottery within the same year as the Sandy Hook shooting, right before or right after, or Varney. A V name. Again, Varney. V-A-R-N-E-Y. Not exactly most common last name. Are these relatives that are receiving lottery payments? And this one right here kind of is just weird. Zito. Z-I-T-O. Last name Zito. There's these articles that come up when you search their names. The last name of Zito. You search Zito, Connecticut. Up comes this article. Big lottery dream does not come true for John Zito. And it says that he didn't win. But then you find out that Zito is the director of education in the town where the lottery is based out of Rocky Hill. Most likely a relative? I don't know. How common is the last name of Zito? Again, to have a Boudreaux, Plord, Lundquist, Varney, Wright, and Zito all be if last names be associated with the Connecticut State Lottery as winners as last name or involved in the town where the lottery is based out of. Come up as winners in the last two years of the Connecticut Lottery. <laughs> Well, you know, a lot of people say, how would they, if you believe there's a conspiracy, how would they get paid? Well, I don't know. What are the chances all these last names would show up as winners in the last two years in the Connecticut Lottery, which is supposedly random. We're talking random on top of random, right? Random last names on top of random winners, and they just so happen to match up in the last two years. It's, I mean, that's pretty incredible. Now, again, I called it the latest. This is the first time I've seen this. This guy's obviously doing it back years ago uh as far as what he's what he's come up with but this is the first time i had seen it and it's i gotta tell you there's some crazy stuff in fact let me just bring this up if you guys have not read this i think this and i don't know when i put it out i kind of introduced it because I read it years ago. It is pages and pages and pages and pages of documentation about the quote-unquote lack of blood evidence. You say, Tim, you're getting yourself set up for, for a lawsuit and this, that, and the other. I'm just, all I'm doing is telling you what somebody wrote. I'm not telling you whether something went on or it didn't. I called, look, I called the state trooper guy that everybody said, you know, it was floating around the alternative media. That the uh, the guy who was heading the state, I think he was heading the state troopers. They said, oh, he was actor, the guy who was on Roseanne Barr. Uh, John Goodman. They said he was really that, which was just nonsense. I mean, the guy had a record going back for years. Uh, spoke to him, asked him some pressing questions that were going on. He explained what was going on there, and I'm going to tell you his explanation made sense to me as to why they did certain things, but there still left some, some questions that were unanswered. In fact, a lot of them. If you've never read this, if you've never looked over this, you can find it at sonsoflibertymedia.com. I'll take it and uh, throw it in the chat for those of you who want to take a look at it, and it'll be in the, in the morning show archives. This is the definitive Sandy Hook lack of blood cleanup documentation you won't hear in the media. In fact, you won't hear this and the alternative media for the most part. But this person, uh, they go by the name Swansong, or they did, and they were at insanemedia.net. And what was interesting was just the level of intricacies this person went to. They got the documents of who came in and cleaned up, where they cleaned up, what they did, all this kind of stuff. 
and how what parts of the school they were cut off from because they did, they weren't allowed in certain parts of the school. And then this all leads to the issue concerning why do you, why do you demolish the school? Oh, you know, it's a it's a splinter in the people's minds of the community. Well, I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me. When there's other shootings that go on, you know, say at that uh what was it? Uh it was like a little general store up there in Buffalo, New York. When that one, did they bulldoze the, the, the building? No. What about the guy who took out the guy who was going to, you know, he took him out across the way. The guy who came out of the bathroom, you remember that guy? He took that long shot with his, with his pistol and he took that guy out in the, in the mall. Were we bulldozing malls? The only real reason for doing that is not some kind of emotional response. It's to cover up evidence. It's kind of like 9-11. You know, Robert Mueller was the guy who, I mean, this is the quote-unquote biggest terror attack in U.S. history, right? I mean, that's, that's what we're told. And yet, was there a thorough investigation of what went on? Nope. They just gathered up all the concrete, all the metal, and they shipped it off to China or other countries. There was no putting it together. There was no formulating what really went on and what happened. And we see, just like the Warren report back in the 60s, we see just like that, they're engaged in a cover-up. But I, I did find that very interesting. And yes, you're right. Somebody mentioned it was a great way to launder money. Uh, Gail said in the chat, it's a great way to launder money. I would agree. And the state controls the lottery, right? So think about it. Think about this, people of Connecticut. If that's true, if that's what went on, if there was a money laundering. What did the bad guys do, the conspirators? What did they do with your money? Uh-huh. They paid off the other conspirators. If that's true, if that's what went on, they paid them off with your money. Isn't that nice to know how government cares for you? <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely incredible. It really is. Um... In other news, we've got this coming out. Now, again, this is another censorship issue. And some people have asked me, you know, what do you think about Robert F. Kennedy Jr.? You know, we've tried to have RFK on the show a couple of times. We've reached out. We've had some guests who had contact with them. I think Kate is doing some video with some of his people over at um, Children's Health Defense. Uh, we've had Dr. Lee Merritt as she was submitting some stuff. We also had. Mariana Perez, uh, who also contributes to the Sons of Liberty, and she's also been a contributor over at Children's Health Events. And so we, we tried to get him on the show. You know, I like the fact that he was very vocal about the deal with the shots and the convent stuff, although he seemed to still hang on to the fact that you could have a safe and effective vaccine. And yet recently, I've seen where he's kind of backtracked on some of that. And said, you can't have one. I, I don't know if that's completely true. Some, that's something that I read. But it's some of the other stuff that bothers me. You know, like Jack Kennedy, he was known as a ladies' man. Um, and I mean that in not just he would be a nice-looking guy for the late. And what I'm talking about is he was known for his sexual esca escapades. 
So I think unless that's been repented of, you you need to strike him off. But nevertheless, there has been um, some censorship, especially from YouTube uh, for RFK Jr. And no matter what, I don't believe that you ought to censor a guy because of his ideas that he's that he's putting out there. You confront his ideas, and if you have better ideas, it's kind of like the gospel message. You know, Paul said, if you preach another gospel, then it you're anathema, you're cut off, you're accursed, because it's not really a gospel. So if somebody comes with another gospel, you have to have a superior gospel. You have to have the true gospel that saves, the gospel that really saves men from their sin. You have to have that. Well, in the same way, you're going to have to have a superior message here. And uh, if you're going to engage in the you know, town hall, town square of ideas, you have to have superior ideas. See, this is what used to happen in quote-unquote politics. By the way, politics is not a bad word. I know some people made jokes, you know, poly, mini, and tick, and blood-sucking creature, and I get it. But we read the definition from Webster's 1828 the other week, didn't we? And it was talking about governing. It was actually talking about governance. It wasn't talking about how we think of politics now as mudslinging. That's, that's not what it was. But if you recall, it used to be that a person who vied for office, that they presented their ideas and it was more than a two-minute soundbite or response in a debate. When they had a debate, these guys would get up and they would talk for an hour, hour and a half each about a particular issue and how they were to logically solve it uh, so that people had an understanding. It wasn't just, oh, this guy told me he's going to fix something and they have no idea. And, and by the way, now the guys can tell you they're going to fix something and they don't have to tell you how they're going to fix it. And then when they get in office, they make it worse. So it used to be people had to sit and they had to listen to what the person was saying and they had to formulate, is this guy making sense? Is he doing it lawfully? Is he doing it unlawfully? And whether or not they want to cast a vote for him. In fact, many of you probably didn't know, but when men first started, when the U.S. was first started as a, as a nation, as a country, a confederacy of, of states, that what happened was different men ran for, say, the office of president. And they could come in different uh, party affiliations, if that's what they wanted to do. But what happened was the, the guy who got the most voice, votes became president, and the guy who got the second most vote, votes became the vice president. So it didn't matter what party you were. How'd you like to see that? Instead of having a ticket, you just let everybody run. And then I'm going to tell you, nowadays, you let that happen and you say, let the two dog bowls that the Mockingbird Media is setting up for you right now with uh, Biden and Trump, you, you let those guys win, and then you let the guy who gets the most vo votes be the president. You let the guy who got the second most votes be the vice president. And you'll see just how much the uniparty is a reality. You'll see just how much they are. Well, that said, uh, we had a report that came out concerning uh, RFK. And remember, I mean, look, there's some there's some things to like about him. Again, his what he's called out on the shots and the the murders that have taken place and all of that great. 
we've carried a lot of that stuff. And uh, I'm appreciative that he had a voice and he used it to to speak out on that. He's spoken out about the CIA and the deaths and the assassinations of both his uncle and his father. And there's no doubt in my mind that he probably wants to do them in. He probably wants to take the CIA out along with some other alphabet agencies. And that'd be great. That'd, be, that'd actually be great. But here's, what, here's the latest news on this. This comes from Reclaim the Net. YouTube has taken down another interview featuring Democrat presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr., raising eyebrows and fueling debate over the role of tech giants in controlling information. The interview, a spirited chat with Al Gwart, I don't know who that is, but a, he's a former New York Post reporter, was removed for allegedly breaching the platform's community standards. Oh, did they bring up the con bids? Is that what they did? They brought up the shot and they weren't in line with uh, terrorist Teddy and the, and the World Health Organization or the United Nations or the Biden administration or the CDC or whoever they want to tout as authorities. This has further ignited concerns over censorship and its potential ramifications on Democrat, Democratic dialogue. The episode marked the launch of a podcast in which Kennedy, an environmental attorney, and remember, there was a time where RFK said that those who you know, are against the, the climate change agenda, that they don't believe that they should be locked up. Same guy. Says it marked uh, the launch of a podcast in which Kennedy, environmental attorney and presidential aspirant, for the 2024 election discusses an array of subjects from his uh, meditation routine to his ambition of overhauling federal health agencies and the Democratic Party. The conversation transversed, uh, traversed numerous topics. Other issues covered, including handling environmental concerns in the middle class. Hmm. Al Gort expressed dismay over the removal in a statement remarking, YouTube just banned my interview with RFK Jr. for allegedly violating community standards. RFK Jr. and I covered many topics of public interest, and there was no threat or harm contained in the hour-long... No, but you didn't follow the authority. You didn't... Fi you guys remember that, that song? I fight authority, and authority always wins. Ugh. <laughs> uh. You didn't go along with them, Al. You didn't go along with the authority. And so that's why it got canned. They don't like you. And you have really no recourse. That's the problem. There's no justice. There's no recourse for how you've been violent. Now, let me, let me interject something here just a second, because we have some people who come in sometimes in the chat and, and other places, and they demonstrate their ignorance. Now, let me, let me set the record straight for what a First Amendment is. The First Amendment applies to government. Does not apply to me and you. You understand that? Doesn't apply to us. Let me, I didn't even bring this up, but let me just do this right quick. Just so you get the, just so you get the language. People in this audience are pretty clear on what the language is, but just in case you might be new to the Sons of Liberty, we use the Bible and the Constitution. Again, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. So let's just read what the First Amendment says. Because you need to, you, like me, we need to correct our language. We do not have constitutional rights. We have God-given rights. Our Creator gave us our rights, not government. We formed government 
to protect those rights, not to infringe on them. The First Amendment says, Congress. Who's the First Amendment talking to? Congress. It's not talking about you or me. It's not talking about the states. It's not talking about the people. Congress. Congress shall make no law. They shall make no law respecting what? An establishment of religion. Have they done that? Yes, they have. It's called secular humanism. They're teaching it in the schools. A world without God. That's what they're teaching. They have established a religion, in case you didn't figure it out. Or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Are they prohibiting the free exercise of those whose conscience are bound by the Word of God? Yeah, they are, all the time. Want to tell them they had to close church for an invisible boogeyman. They want to tell them that you can't pass out tracts or preach the gospel on a public sidewalk. They're doing that all the time. Actually, they're, when it comes to the, um, the exercise, that's more of the policy enforcers. You know, that thin blue line that you're told to worship and bow down to because they're the good guys. Yeah, those are the guys usually enforcing that, that kind of policy. Or abridging the freedom of speech. Now, by the way, speech is governed at the state level. And just so you know, when somebody comes out like uh, Chuck Schumer and he wants to make his gun control appeal and he appeals to speech and he goes, well, you can't go into a theater and yell fire. Yeah, you can if there's a fire. <laughs> to get people out, you can yell fire. Nothing's stopping you. You don't have to go through a background check before you enter the theater or, or have a piece of duct tape over your mouth to stop you from yelling fire. That's what they want to do with arms, though, isn't it? They want to put all that in there. But there's laws in the state that govern certain speech, fraudulent speech, perjury, all of that. So they have, you don't have freedom to just go and lie or commit fraud. You don't have freedom to do that. You lose your freedom when you do it. You become a slave to sin, as Jesus said. Or of the press. How many, how many, Media and press outlets that are not quote-unquote accredited the way the elitists want you to understand. How many of them have been infringed over the past three years? Yep. Or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for redress of grievances. Now, let me explain to you why the Sons of Liberty were so adamant about the censorship issue. Because one, now we found out our fascist government is working with fascist corporations. We found that out in the Biden administration when they said they were working with Facebook to do this kind of stuff, to remove dangerous content and blah, 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 blah. We know that. But what about the corporations who are doing it? They're not government, right? So why, since they're, you know, we're told, well, they're privately owned properties and this, that, and the other. No, they're pub most of them are publicly traded companies. That's number one. And number two, they're a corporation, which means they're a what? What does corporation long for? Corpse. They're dead. What is a corpse? It's, it's a dead entity. How is that corporation established? It's established by the state. It's established by the state. This is what even ministries, certain ministries have put themselves up under that to say they're created or established by the state. 
Corporations do the same thing. Therefore, they are an extension of the state. And they're not allowed to do any of this because the state that created them was not allowed to do it. Does that make sense? So, when listen very carefully. When you come to the Sons of Liberty Rumble page, the Sons of Liberty pay for that page. We're not on the free plan. This is a paid page. It is, in essence, our property. Now, let me ask you something. If somebody were to come onto your property in front of your house and get out a bullhorn and they've got a crowd of people and they want to protest you, are you going to, are you going to put up with that and say, well, I just got to let free speech be there? Nope. You're going to run those people off and say, you got no business being on my property, right? So if somebody bans you because you're causing a ruckus or you're dividing people or something like that on their page that they're paying for, which is their property, in essence. Don't come crying you don't believe in free speech. That's nonsense. Same thing works here both ways. Just going to let you know that. There is a difference. If you, if you can't figure that out, I, I don't know how to help you. But now, okay, now they're doing it RFK Jr. And I'm pretty sure they were probably doing it to him before uh, during all this convid stuff with all the things that he was uh, bringing out. Now, CBDCs, these things, again, first phase rollout come coming this month. I mean, it's in the set for that. They put out a survey of how many people uh, would adopt, would be willing to adopt CBDCs. I'm surprised anybody is, but you know, every you always have people who are ignorant or don't know, or they think, well, it won't happen to us. Um, you know, I know all the bad things, but it won't happen to us kind of stuff. This came from uh, Arsenio Toledo over at Natural News, and he writes on this survey. He says, a survey was found, <coughs> excuse me, a survey was found that a vast majority of Americans do not support the widespread adoption of a central bank digital currency. Amen. We don't. We know what it will do if it's fully implemented. By the way, we're largely in a digital money society anyway. Okay? This is according to a survey conducted by the libertarian think tank, the Cato Institute, in collaboration with market research and polling company YouGov, known as the Cato Institute 2023 Central Bank Digital Currency National Survey. According to the survey, just 16% of Americans support the adoption of a CBDC in the country. I'd really like to understand the questions here. Um, but again, 16%, I can see that happening with the dumbing down of America. I can see that. More than double, 34%, would actively oppose the Federal Reserve offering a CBDC. And many Americans, 49%, do not have a strong opinion on CBDCs. Now that, there's a part of me that can believe that too. Simply because people fill up, whether you believe it or not, they're still filling up their lives with ease and wealth. I know things are tough for many of us, but there's still a lot of people who have a lot of wealth, still enjoying a lot of ease. I When I went down the other month down to sign off some papers so my daughter could sell her car so they could move to Virginia, and I went down to Miami, I was blown away. I mean, I'd, it'd been 
probably two or three decades since I'd been in Miami and I went down there and the massive amounts of big boats and yachts down there was just incredible. There's still a lot of wealth and ease. And in that, a lot of people aren't paying attention to what's going on with that. And so, yeah, I can see them not having any kind of perception on that. And they're certainly not taught economics in school. I've had so many of my friends, young friends come over and I explained to them just some basic economic concepts. And they're like, well, I never thought about that. But that makes sense. Yeah. But they're preying upon those who are ignorant of what they're doing. So 49% do not have a strong opinion on CBDCs. Very interesting. Support for a CDC, this goes on from the, the article. Support for a CBDC is widely unpopular with both Democrats and Republicans, with only 22% of Democrats and 11% of Republicans stating that they would support a CDC, CBDC. Well, wait a minute. Let's go, back to, let's go back to the Constitution. What does the Constitution say? It, it, it condemns the little paper fiat money that we have. The Bible calls the kind of money we have an abomination. It's unjust weights and measures. You know, th the whole point is, is that paper money is just that. It's pieces of paper. Now, before, when you used to get silver certificates, at least you could go in. And then that, I, I admit it's easier to carry around a piece of paper than it is you know, carrying around clunks of gold and silver. I get it. But at least when you have the silver certificates and such like that, you go into the bank, you give them that piece of paper, and they give you that amount of silver back. You don't have that now. You just got a worthless piece of paper, and we've done a show on it where we read from the Federal Reserve's own documents where that paper is worthless. They say it's worthless. The only worth it value it has is in your mind. Same thing. Now they want you to go from something at least you can touch right? If it got burned, you'd at least have the ashes. <laughs> they want you to go for, from that to an invisible, intangible, digital, controlled, tracked currency. That's what they want you to go to. And as G. Edward Griffin said, if that happens, the whole game's over. That's complete control of the society because the society is going to be controlled by the money. We've got to get back to constitutional money, one way or the other. And I think what we're seeing now, the collapse of the banks and all this other stuff that's going on, I think they're, they're priming the pump. They're setting the people up to demand it. The people are going to say, yes, we've got to have that. Give us something. The people are going to be like the, the people in Joseph's day. Remember when he was in Egypt and God had, uh, by his decrees, Yes, it was God's will that Joseph be in Egypt. Yes, it was part of his decree that his brothers were going to sell him into slavery. How do you know that, Tim? You're just speculating. God would never do that. That's not his will. His, will doesn't, his decrees don't happen like that. Oh, yes, they do. And Joseph told his brothers such. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. What you were doing was evil in the intent of your heart to sell me, but God had a good intention even out of your evil intention, and that was to save many people. And Joseph had to suffer, and he had to go through hardships. But eventually, he came out on the other side, and he did save those people, and God got the glory for it. But you, you, if you remember the story, all the people of the land ended up, including in Egypt, selling everything that they had, including themselves, 
just to live. And they sold themselves to the Pharaoh. No doubt there's going to be some people in America and around the world who are going to do that too. They're going to sell themselves to the beast in order that they might eat, that they might live their lives, that they might have their sustenance, even if it's just a measly $2,000 a month. There's going to be some people who do it if we don't stop that. Told also here, support for CBC is widely unpopular. Uh, the survey was conducted from February the 27th to March the 8th from 2,126 respondents who were then matched down to a sample of just 2,000. It has a margin of error of plus or minus 2.54%. Really interesting. I, again, gold and silver, the Constitution tells us, is what's to be used in the states for payments of debts. That hasn't been going on for decades. And that's why we're in the mess we're in. That's why you have inflation. You ought to pull up one of those graphs. I've shown a couple of them on different shows. Pull up one of those graphs that show you the value of the dollar from 1913 to the present. And you'll see it's just plummeted. It's, it's, practically, it's worth nothing. In fact, you saw I pulled up something on, I think you can pull it up a, of a comparison of what you would buy something for today uh, versus what you would buy something for in 1913. If you bought something in 1913 for a dollar, now it's like over $30 if that helps give you any kind of indication of what they're doing with their money supply. It's, it's worthless. It's absolutely worthless. I know I'm going to get called bias on this, but that's why I'm going to uh, kind of cover something first before I cover this last one. This came out uh, today, and um, I'm going to get to it in just a second, but just so, I, just so people don't call me biased, just so you understand, I'm I'm looking at both sides here. I'm not this is not a right or left thing for me. This is the people who are there. You guys remember when um Ashley Biden's diary was found? Mm -hmm. it, it, you guys remember when Joe Biden's former college roommate said he was a pedo pedophile then? Remember Ashley's diary uh, explaining that she believed she was molested by her father in the shower? When she was a little girl, uh, you've seen some of the images and video and some of the stuff that came off Hunter Biden's laptop, right? Yeah, the apple doesn't fall too far from that tree, does it? And look, there's a I got to tell you, there's a part after the interviews I've done with uh, Kathy O'Brien and the M MK Ultra and her talking about seeing George W. Bush being hunted like a dog. being sodomized and all this other stuff. There's a part where I, there's a part of me that, that feels for these kids because I don't think they got an upbringing of Deuteronomy 6, that's for sure. But of course, they grow up to be adults and they have to take responsibility for themselves. But nevertheless, I think it's clear that Joe Biden is a sexual pervert. I think that's very clear. I think we've had enough information to know that um, his predecessor, Barack Hussein Obama Satora Sabarka, he also, um, same thing, same thing. You guys remember Larry Sinclair? Now they pulled his video. I'm going to have to try to get a hold of that again. I, I may have it, but uh, if I do, I'll, I'll see if we can, uh, we can 
throw that into the the archive. But he's the one who talked about when when a Barry was a Illinois senator and how he engaged in sodomy with him and cocaine use. We also had a, a young lady who was in Hawaii when Obama was there. Her name was Mia Marie Pope. And um, she was one who said that he, quote, he always portrayed himself as a foreign student. Girls were never anything that he ever was interested in. He would get with these older white gay men, and this is how we just pretty much had the impression that that's how he was procuring his cocaine. She then added, in other words, he was having sex with these older white guys, and that's how he was getting this cocaine to be able to freebase. And that was several years ago, and that's on video. I don't know if that video has been pulled or not. Um, I'm going to see if I can. I have to go back and pull some of these up. Then, of course, you remember before Joan Rivers died, she was going in for some surgery and things of that nature. And what happened? She said Barry was a sodomite and Michelle was a, really a man. These are the guys who've been in the White House. There's your, your Democrats, okay, for you people who want to call me biased. They're just as wicked, okay? Now we've got this out. XA John Kelly was disgusted as Trump wondered what it might be like to have sex with Ivanka. This is daughter. Here's what it says. Former President Donald Trump committed acts of naked sexism and made lewd comments about women, including his own daughter, working in his administration, according to the former eight. Well, this shouldn't be. Listen, for anybody who wants to sit here and justify, why would this be surprising to you with a man? Hang on. Who we have the audio of talking about grabbing women in their genitals. Why would this come as a surprise? From a man who paid off a stripper, a Playboy model, and uh, several other women to remain silent about what they had to say that Donald Trump did to them. He did that so people wouldn't hear it during the 2000s. This wasn't way back in the early 2000s, the 1990s, or any of that. He was paying them off in 2016. You think there's something to hide there? Yeah. And now he's asking to go back in. This is what I'm telling you. All the stuff you're seeing going on in New York is a is a is a circus. It's a WWE match. That's all it is. It's there to draw your attention over there. It's there for you to it's a psychological operation to get you behind Trump. To make it feel like you're the ones who made Trump get in there and Trump's going to do something that he didn't do the first time around that he promised you. He says, Miles Taylor, a former chief of staff in the Department of Homeland Security, detailed several incidents of the former president's behavior in his forthcoming book, Blowback, A Warning to Save Democracy from the Next Trump, an excerpt of which was attained by Newsweek. Aide said he talked about Ivanka Trump's breast or backside and what it might be, what it might be like to have sex with her. The remarks that once led John Kelly to remind the president that Ivanka was his daughter, Taylor writes in the blowback, Afterward, Kelly retold the story to me in visible disgust. Trump, he said, was a very, very evil man, Taylor added. 
And it goes on from there. And I know, I know people will, they're, they're going to have a hard time with that if they come here and they've never heard some of this stuff before. They're going to have a hard time with it. And I get it. I do get it. We played several things <clears throat> on the show uh, because we covered this at one point. This is just a, lit, a, short, uh, a short excerpt that was carried on Inside Edition several years ago. And this isn't even the whole thing. The, if you watch the uh, entire little interview, because I went back and looked at it to see what was actually said, uh, you've got Donald Trump, you've got Ivanka, and you've got uh, Don Jr. who come in to the Howard Stern show. And this is just one of the things that was said during that interview. Donald, do you ever discuss sex with your daughter? No. You do not? No. You've never sat and down? I have a feeling we're not going to hear. <laughs> yeah, no. Another embarrassing video from a 2006 Howard Stern show has surfaced. It shows Trump alongside daughter Ivanka and son Don Jr. joking about being a sexual predator. You you know about sexual predators and things like that. Right. I mean, uh, you sure. are one. All right, that, I was going to say that. But that it's true. I mean, stop and think about that for a second. You got Howard Stern, who's just a filthy guy, saying you know a lot about being a sexual predator. He says that to Donald Trump. And his daughter chimes in saying, you are one. What does that say about that guy? That your daughter would say about that and then laugh about it. <sighs> but you got to have them in the White House to get things done. Is that right? Is that what you conservatives, constitutionalists, Christians are talking about? Hmm. You know, I... I'm not going to play the one about the grabbing the genitals. I, I'll just throw that in the chat here. People want to, you want to listen to it. Uh, I just pulled it up. I didn't get a chance to listen to it, whether or not it's kind of leaped out. I'm not trying to be offensive uh, with the language. I don't mind exposing what it is, but I, I, I understand sometimes there are tender ears. There are little ears that are there. And I have respect for that, unlike some people uh, who, who just don't care. But this was part of that interview that I just played for you that came out. Uh, <clears throat> well, actually, this one, I think, came out later. And again, this is Donald Trump on Howard Stern. And again, you know, Stern says the stuff that he says. I, I don't know if this will play. We'll see if it does. If it doesn't, we're going to have a commercial. <laughs> uh, I guess it's not going to play. Uh, but anyway, Stern... Just said to Donald right in front of Ivanka that she was a nice piece of, yeah. He, he just made her out to be nothing more than a piece of meat, a, a, a sexual toy. And Donald was just fine with it. Donald was just fine with it. That's the part that, that blows my mind. I was going to come down through here and just see if he had, okay. So in an October 2006 interview, Stern remarks that Ivanka looks more voluptuous than ever and asked if she had gotten breast implants. Trump is willing to engage in discussion about his own daughter telling Stern that she did not get implants. He says, this is Trump. She's always been very voluptuous. She's tall. She's almost six feet tall, and she's been, she's an amazing beauty. And then in 2004... Stern asked Trump if he could call Ivanka a piece of, to which Trump responds in the affirmative. 
My daughter is beautiful. Ivanka. And stuff had been said about the way he holds her, the where he puts her his hands. I mean, look, I got six daughters, and I don't put my hands on them like that. I'll hug them, but I don't put them on in a place like they're my wife. That doesn't make me, I mean, sh anyway. So this came out today. And as people gear up for 2024 and the political junkies get in their fights of division among one another, and they don't follow what the, what the framers of the Constitution warned them about, namely John Adams, the two-party system and a leader heading each of those parties being a great political evil, no, they just said, oh, John, don't worry about it, man. We got we to gotta choose between the lesser of two evils. Don't worry about it. Forget about it. And what happens? Well, the people continue down the same road. Why? Just stop and think for a second. Anybody out there, if that was your daughter, would you let another man talk about her like that? Would you talk about your daughter like that? Every father I know would say their daughter's beautiful, They're, they love them, they would build them up and all of that. That's one thing. That's what a dad does. But to sit here and talk about them in the manner that's being relayed here, come on. There's something going on. There's something else going on there. All of this is uh, kind of culminates together because as we've said, we're a nation that's under judgment. And again, you go back and read Deuteronomy 28. We've, we've taken entire shows to go through these passages. And they talk about the very things that are going on here. CBDCs are debt money. Let's go back to that one for a second. What does Deuteronomy say? He's, God said he would bless the people and the blessings would overtake them if they just obey him. But if they don't obey his commands, his statutes and his judgments, what's going to happen? The curses are going to overtake them. And in the blessings, the people become the lender and not the bar, the head and not the tail. But in the cursings, what happens? The people become the tail and they become the borrower. And they get all the other stuff that comes with it. And you can see in our country how foreigners are coming into the country and they're getting in places of government and they're rising up against the people who were here. The people of the United States, they're getting up above them. How many people are in massive debt now and not prospering? How many people are you seeing that that's happening to? Yeah, God's curses are real too. We talk about the censorship that's going on. Who doesn't want the truth to be exposed? Men who have something to hide. You know, it was the old little thing that Barry used to have. The only people who don't want to uh, disclose the truth is, peop is people who have something to hide, something like that. Well, that's true. That's exactly true. And so if you have people coming out, like over the past three years, and exposing the evil agenda of what's going on and what's taking place and the reality of what's taking place, well, then there are certain people who want to shut that down. Why? Because they have a monetary gain or investment in keeping that information silent. Why? Well, media corporations, we've looked at that before, 
30-40% of their advertising is coming from Big Pharma. In essence, they're being bribed. We've done a show on bribery. What does the Bible say about that? It's a pretty serious issue. Our Constitution deals with it too, among those who are put into office. They're not to engage in bribery. If they are, they're to be dealt with. They're to be prosecuted. So all of this wraps up all together, and then you've got a guy running for the White House. You've got a pedophile on one side, and you've got apparently a guy who's fascinated with his daughter. No shame, no blushing when he talks about it either. And you've got people who don't want any of that. They don't want any of it. As far as Sandy Hook goes, this is just evidence of what the government has done anyway. What the media has done and how they spin the perception and how they give us the news. And the obvious question is, when are the people going to just say, you know, I've had enough of it? I know many who listen to the Sons of Liberty have had enough of it, and they don't watch it. And I'll guarantee you, if you turn off the tube for like two weeks, don't take any, if you're a political junkie, just don't take it. The world's going to keep going, all right? Don't take in any Mockingbird media for two weeks, none. Conservative, alternative, Mockingbird media, whatever. Don't take any of it in. One, see how much better you'll feel. That's the first thing. And number two, go back and watch some of it two weeks later and see if you aren't seeing the same things we see here at the Sons of Liberty. And that is both of these political ideologies, both of the jer political jerseys running up and down the court are the same team. They're the same show. The Harlem Globetrotters and the Washington Generals playing us Pushing forth an agenda that's going to enslave us lest we get busy in our local area and fortify ourselves and repent before God. And bring the law to bear on those that we can bring it upon here who serve us locally. Can you imagine if every county, the people started doing that? It wouldn't take but a couple of months for, for those in those positions to get the idea. And we might see some justice. We might see some justice take place. Well, Bradley be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And then, Lord willing, we're going to be back with you here in the morning, bright and early, 6 a.m. Talk to you then. See you. The Sons of Liberty.